Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 414. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy to have you here. I'm also thrilled to introduce today's guest, Olivia DeMoss. Olivia is the CHO, Chief Happiness Officer, Lifestyle Coach from Joy in Abundance by Design. Olivia, I might have to borrow that. C-H-O, especially <laughs> considering I just shared with you yesterday's story about me and my husband, which listeners, I'll share with you in just a second. But yeah, that's an incredible title. But why don't you share more about what it means to you and how you got that title? All right, Kim, please go ahead and borrow that title. It's actually a title that I made up because when people ask me what I do, I say I am in the business of happiness. And well, for one thing, I teach the difference between happiness and joy. To me, and I know that we call everything happiness, it's just easier to say happiness, and usually people think about joy, they think of religion. But the way I see the difference between happiness and joy is that happiness is a state of well-being that comes from the outside. So, for example, you might have the good-looking husband or wife and the mansion and the sports cars and the vacations and, you know, whatever you desire. And of course, that brings you happiness, right? But this can all be taken away from you. And in that case, what happens to your happiness level? Mm -hmm. huh? Can you see that, Kim? Yeah, no, I can totally see it. Yeah, so those factors depend actually on other people or other circumstances, right? You're not in charge. So in that case, your happiness level goes down the drain. Whereas joy is an inside job. You are the only one who can cultivate your joy. And once you know how to do that, you have your joy with you anywhere you go. And no matter what happens, you can tap into your joy. So that's what I teach. Uh, because I'm French, I am a joie de vivre expert. Oh, my gosh, which is just so like amazing, especially considering the conversation that we just had pre chat about my husband. So because I promised that I would share that listeners, Yesterday, I just wasn't feeling very great. And my husband was being a little cranky. Now you've heard me talk about Dave before. Love him to bits. He's my rock. But sometimes the cranky just gets under my skin. And it just snapped yesterday. And I was like, hold up, this has got to end. And I explained to him, when I get up in the morning, and this is something that I've had to build into my life is just laying there for a few minutes and having gratitude and I talk to God in the morning and just ask him to give me grace and teach me how to have grace when other things aren't going my way. And I don't always remember to do this. Some days I just jump out of bed. I thought I heard the phone ringing this morning and I jumped out of bed and accidentally kicked my husband. So that's not the, exactly the best way to wake up. But my husband, he tends to wake up on the wrong side of the bed. And I want him to have more joy. And I love how you gave the separation of happiness and joy, because I always thought, well, I'll be happy or we'll be okay when we have more money or when we actually buy the house or when this happens. And then I realized I'm actually happy now, but maybe I was getting it confused in that moment. I have joy now, right? I don't need all of that. Exactly. And that's why it is so great to know the difference. 
and to know how to tap into your joy because actually you can have it all. You can have happiness and joy. Of course, we want it all and we can have it all. But it's true that in those moments when we get triggered by something that happens, we go, oh, gosh, I'm not happy with this. But joy is a choice. I mean, everything is choice, actually. So you can always choose to get back into your joy. And the joie de vivre is, you know, if you translate it word for word, it means the joy of living or the joy of life. But actually, to the French, the joie de vivre is more than just the joy of life. It actually involves all the senses. It's actually a joy of everything for no particular reason. It is more of a philosophy of life. So it is linked to a sense of play and of access to your true self and being keenly aware of all your senses. And it floods your body with feel-good hormones that boost your immune system, which is wonderful, of course. And as you know, when you have the joy, whether it's the joie de vivre or just joy, you know, it puts a smile on your face and a sparkle in your eyes and a spring in your step. And the great thing about it is that it is contagious. Now, I can't say it as awesomely as you, joie de vivre. (laughs) Oh, no, you said it right. I took French for eight years. I was an advanced French, okay? And not just advanced, like the super advanced. And I did not know until today what it meant. Well, it's been quite a year, quite a few years since high school. I had to admit that. I won't share just how many. Let's just say quite a few. I never knew what that meant. And we're recording this in late June of 2018. And people are still asking me, what's your word this year? And I've always forgotten because it never meant that much to me. But I think I'm switching whatever that one word was, which I can't even tell you what it was right now because I don't remember. I think I'm switching it. It's going to be three words. (laughs) Say it for me because it sounds so much better coming out of your mouth. Say it. Joie de vivre. Okay. It's never going to sound that beautiful coming out of my mouth. But I am going to find a post-it next time I go on mute and put it right up on my monitor because, yeah, That is it. (laughs) That's what I've been going for in my life for the last two years. I mean, in July of 2016, I was hustling all the time. I was working all the time for clients. I was neglecting my family. I was just always rushing and I was sleeping two to three hours a night until I got to the point where I was suicidal. And then coming out of that, because I had my own enlightening experience, I realized I need to stop hustling and bustling for everybody else and hustling and bustling for deadlines and I need to go with the flow and when it happens it happens and on that no I think we actually rescheduled this did we or am I just making that up I've had to reschedule a few episodes lately no there was a glitch about the you know eastern time and Arizona time and whatever yeah but when it happens, it happens. The conversation will always happen when it does. So I don't freak out anymore. Yes, I have a contract client deadlines that I have to meet by the time I say I'm going to meet them. But as far as my own stuff, if it doesn't get out on the day that I originally planned it to, I'm not going to freak out because chances are the person who really needs to hear it, well, they'll hear it whenever it gets out. Right? I agree. And you know, Kim and everybody on the call, What we have to realize is that we are here to live our life. You're not here to live your husband's life or anybody else's life. You're here to live your life. So you actually are your primary responsibility. You are the priority. And to some people, that might seem selfish, and it is not, actually, because remember what they say in aircrafts? 
if the pressure um, falls or whatever they said that you have to put your mask on yourself first before you can help anybody and that is so true in life as well you've got to take care of yourself first so you have to make yourself a priority and you know what I tell my students is that you are like a well and people come to the well to drink and if the well is not linked to its source then it will get depleted. People are going to come and drink and drink and drink and the well is going to be empty. Whereas if you are linked to your source, you're going to overflow. So you have to feed yourself first and then you overflow. And that's where the joy comes in because when you are linked to your source and you can call it God, the universe, the all that is or whatever, or you can even call it joy. And then you can overflow. And you know about the ripple effects, right? Well, I mean, people tell me that my joy is contagious. So I said, well, when I first heard that, I thought, hmm, you know, I had to think about it for a while. And now I say, okay, so then in that case, I am on a mission to infect the world with joy. Now, how great is that? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love that. Wow. Yeah. And did you always no, know? No. Like, no. What, <laughs> what drove you to that? Oh, boy. Okay, I'm going to make it short because it's a long story. But actually, before I moved to Arizona, I was living in Africa with a very wealthy man. And I was very much in love with him. He was intelligent, good looking, wealthy. Sex was out of this world. I mean, we had all kinds of good stuff going, right? But he was a control freak in some areas of life. And I am a free spirit. So sometimes it just didn't go well. We would clash. And like I told him several times, you know, maybe you're in love with me. I'm in love with you. Well, that's not enough. We have to both be in love with the third entity that you and I are creating, which is the couple. And we have to both be in love with the couple. Otherwise, our relationship isn't going to work. And he just couldn't understand that. And so several times I asked him, you know, I would want to talk to him and say, we have to make a few changes in our life as a couple, otherwise I'm going to have to leave. And he wasn't willing to make any changes. So what happened actually, and this was super powerful for me, when one day I was in the bathroom and I turned around and I caught my eyes in the mirror. And those eyes were staring me right in the eyes, right? And then I heard a voice that said, hmm, you're not really unhappy, but you're not fulfilled either. And 10 years from now, when you look at those eyes in the mirror again, and you ask the question, what have I done with the last 10 years? Have I wasted them? And if the answer is yes, I'm just not going to be able to live with myself. And so on the spur of the moment, I understood that I had to live. And the thing was that I understood that I had not been living in integrity with myself. I had been living, because I was in love, trying to please him, trying to inject his values into my own values, that is not sustainable. It can last for a while, but truly, when I realized that I had to be here to live my own life and live by my own values and be in integrity with myself before anything else, then everything became clear. And so I told him that I was leaving and that was really, really tough because like I said, I was in love with him. And so I had to go through a period of mourning as if he had died because to me he died. And for a year and a half, I couldn't look at other men. You know, I would see a car that looked like his and I would cry, for example. There was a voice in my head that would say, well, you dummy, why are you crying? And I'd go, well, 
It's just because memories are coming back, I guess. But I never felt sorry. I never, never regretted my decision because I know that it was the best thing for me and for us, actually. And when I was living with him, I had horrible migraines all the time. And those migraines would last three, six, nine, or even 12 days in a row, stop for a couple of days and start again. So it was like a constant chronic migraine. Mm. And then one day I was laying down with a horrible migraine. He came to me and he said, you're not happy. And I was going, oh, yeah, 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 just have a headache. And he said, no, 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 you've lost your smile. And I fell in love with you because of your smile, but now you have lost your smile. And that was super powerful because it really made me reflect. And I realized, yeah, it's true. I've lost my smile. And so after living, I got my smile back. I got my joy back. And let me tell you, it hasn't been easy because as wealthy as he was, I heard his pride when I told him that I was leaving. And then he said, well, okay, then where do you want to go? I'll pay for a plane ticket for you and your pets to anywhere in the world. But that's all. And I said, that's fine. That's all I need. And so (laughs) he did not give me any pocket money, not even for a sandwich on the trip. And actually, we had come to the U.S. a couple of years prior for a vacation. And we had about $35 in change left from that trip. And that's what I took. And I started my life over in 2000 with two suitcases, a dog, two cats, and 35 bucks. So... It hasn't been easy, but it's been a lot of fun, and I definitely got my joy back. And so now I can teach how to get back to your joy, and I feel it is so important, and so many people need that. Mm -hmm. The other day, somebody was telling me about all those high-profile people who are committing suicide. That's because they don't have the joy, right? So I feel that I'm on a sacred mission. Oh, I love that. In 2009, I was introduced to the law of attraction. And then about a year and a half later, I refound my faith. But I didn't realize how I was putting my happiness, and I'm going to say my happiness, not even my joy, into the hands of other people. If I wasn't happy, it was always somebody else's fault. Until that day when I was introduced to the law of attraction. And then it all changed. And in December of 2010, I left a horrible marriage with my two boys and a couple hundred dollars. But you can find that joy. You just have to give yourself the opportunity. You can find your joy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I see so many people, especially around where I live, who are just living the lives that they think they have to live because they don't know that there's more. And I don't even mean working their job because they don't know that they can do something else. But that's part of it. But There's a lot of people who live the have-to-dos instead of the get-to-dos. Do you see that? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And again, they're not aware of their true values. And I would say purpose. You know, we all have a purpose. We're all different. And we each hold a little, like a thread of the tapestry of life. And some people are just not aware that they are important in this world. We all are important. And I even say... We are not just part of nature, we are nature. All of us, human beings and animals and plants and minerals, we are nature and we each have a role to play. And human beings are totally different. They are not two alike. And so there is a reason why each one of us is alive. And it might take us years to figure it out and some people never do figure it out, but we each matter. We do. 
We definitely do. Thank you for reminding us all on that. Actually, that's in light of those very unfortunate suicides in the last week or two here. I did share an email with my list. The world needs you. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. Yeah. The world needs each and every one of us. Yeah. Don't let anything get in that way. So when was it that you moved to the States? Well, I've been here before and I've moved back and forth several times, but uh, this time I moved back in 2000. And I know that some things even changed after you moved back or moved here in 2000. I was really intrigued. And listeners, if, if this is your first episode, I do have a form that I have all the guests fill out because I have so much going on with all my kids and all my animals and my clients and just the podcast and everything that it keeps everything in one place. You are a glass artist. <laughs> I've been a glass artist all my life, actually. I learned to do stained glass in California many years ago. I won't tell you when, but many, yep, many years that's ago. Okay. <laughs> and I've gone way beyond stained glass. I love texture, so I love to add minerals and uh, metal and all kinds of stuff to the glass. And I used to create not only pieces for windows and doors and room dividers, but also sculptures and things to put on tables and shelves and just all kinds of stuff in glass. And I was also teaching at the Phoenix Center for the Arts until about 2008, when the economy went down, the Phoenix Center got scared and canceled the classes. And I also used to have classes at my home base studio, and that was a blast because those classes were always glass, homemade soup, and wine. And it was a great combination. But then in 2008, 2010, people came to me and said, you know, we absolutely love your classes, but now it's more important to think of paying the mortgage rather than take a glass class, right? And I was going, gosh, yeah, I can relate. <laughs> right. So, so it all came to a halt. And also all the places where I had pieces on consignment all over the valley went out of business over a period of two years. So I had to reinvent myself and I am not doing glass art anymore, even though I still have a lot of material in my workshop, but that's not what fuels my fire anymore. I am now in the business of happiness, as I said, and so I am a, a lifestyle coach and a speaker and an author, and I live to make a, a difference in the world, to impact people in a positive way, of course, and I am very much aware of the ripple effects of everything we say and do, and we may not be aware. Like even the other day, I was going into a, a store, and a man came out of the store, and I had a smile on my face, which I often have a smile on my face for no reason. So here I am walking with that smile on my face, and he looks at me and he goes, wow, what a beautiful smile. <laughs> and so he made my day because he acknowledged that, and I made his day because I smiled. I mean, sometimes it is really simple to make a difference in people's lives. Oh my gosh, you're so right. And I've shared this on the podcast before, like I'll get cut off on the road and rather than flip the person the bird, I'll smile and wave. <laughs> Which they usually don't like. <laughs> they don't, but they just look at me so confused. Like, what are you on? Pot's not legal yet in Ohio. <laughs> It's like, no, but I'm not going to let you cutting me off ruin my day. And then I just laugh like my favorite. And this is me just being immature. I have to admit it. But I love it when people cut me off and speed on ahead. And then we both wind up at the same red light. 
<laughs> and I just sit at the light, like nodding, like, uh-huh. See how far that got you for being a jerk. Because here I am, right next to you, in my 1996 GMC conversion van. There you are in your little sports car with your attitude, and I'm right here. And now you've got my shadow of my big beast vehicle right on your car. Like, that makes it sound not so nice. But I'm just like, wave, you know, just, hello, I see you. And I'm, okay, listeners, I cannot deny there are times that I do say things that I shouldn't say in the car and I get upset, but more often than not, it's not. And going through the supermarket, like, when did it become such a thing to avoid looking at other people? Yes. Like, why is it so hard to look at somebody and just smile? You know, this reminds me of a story that I heard a few years ago, and it was a true story. There was a line at the post office. And there was a woman with a letter in her hand and she was in line and then somebody in front of her at some point turned around and just said hi and smiled. And she burst out in tears and she left. I think she was telling the story to somebody and she said, you know, this letter was a letter that I was sending to my family telling them that I was going to go home and commit suicide. But because that woman in the line smiled at me and said hi, she acknowledged me. I threw away the letter and I did not commit suicide. So again, sometimes a little something, a little nothing makes a huge difference in people's lives. And as you said, you know, people ask you, what are you on? And people have asked me that more than once. And I go, I'm high on life. Oh, I, <laughs> I love it. I love life. <laughs> yeah. It's never nothing. No. Even just waiting that half a second to hold the door open for somebody that's not a nothing or picking up the dime for the old person at the grocery who just dropped it and can't bend over and get it themselves. That's not a nothing, right? You could have just saved somebody a lot of pain. Sharing a hi to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. Thank you for that yes. reminder. People want to be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. I guess that's a human thing. We want to be acknowledged, but we're so busy all the time. This is a crazy life. We just run, run, run all the time in the, for the sake of productivity and we forget to leave. And so if we would just once in a while stop, get into our body, get out of our head and into our body and into our heart and just acknowledge the moment because in the moment you are not missing anything. In the moment you have everything. So just acknowledge the moment and smile and it just might make a difference in the world. It makes a difference in you because for one thing, when you smile, you are changing the neurochemistry in your brain. And so you're telling your brain, everything's fine, I'm safe. And your brain goes, oh, okay, so that boosts your immune system. So when you smile, you make a difference for yourself and you make a difference in the world and you help raise the vibration on the planet. So it's all good stuff. Oh, absolutely. This is not meant to be a pick on my husband episode. <laughs> so I already shared some days he just gets out of bed on the wrong side of the bed. And I've suggested to him in the past that he goes back to sleep and then tries again. And I've told him, you know, how you get up and approach the family really does impact the rest of us. So instead of grumble, 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 just roll over and come out of the left side of the bed instead of the right, or depending on what side of the bed you sleep on. Abraham says, you know, if you're just in a funk, take a nap. And maybe it's not take a nap for you, but find that thing that you can just, pardon me, you all know I don't normally cuss on the podcast, but shake that shit right out because nobody should have to put up with your grump 
That's the best I can say. So yesterday I even suggested to my husband, he's a U.S. Air Force veteran, and he pays a lot of attention to politics. And he'll come home from work and he'll listen to whatever talk radio he listens to. And it makes him a little grouchy sometimes to hear what's happening in politics. So I suggested to him yesterday, I was like, you know, our faith is very important to both of us. I told him, I think you need to stop listening to that stuff. I said, I know that there's a couple of podcasts that you listen to and you haven't been listening to them lately. And this is the enlightening stuff. And maybe you just need to stop listening to this stuff that makes you grouchy and start getting your faith on. Olivia, I used to have hundreds of podcasts that I subscribed to, but I found that some of them were really irritating me. And because I have a lot of podcasting friends who I know some of them subscribe to my podcast, I feel bad for admitting this, but I unsubscribe to all but five podcasts. And I won't share which five those are. But the only ones I subscribe to right now are the ones that make me feel good and happy. And I think we need to be more aware of what we intake into each and every one of our days. Like, are we letting the good quality feel good stuff in? Or are we only ingesting the negative crap? How do you feel about that? Oh, Kim, I am so totally aligned with what you just said. I don't have a TV and it's a choice. And when I tell people I don't have a TV, they look at me like I'm from another planet and perhaps I am, but (laughs) it's a choice because I don't need that shit in my life. I mean, it's hard enough to remain positive with things that you see truly in your life that you don't need to hear all the crap that's going on and all the crap that is made up actually because the media now they want us to be in fear because then you know we can be controlled when we're in fear now just think about it for a minute if instead of all the negativity in the media if we had beautiful news well that wouldn't sell i imagine but gosh the world would be so much different and again it's a choice. I choose not to watch TV. I choose not to have a TV. And in fact, it's funny because Groucho Marx used to say, I love TV because when my wife turns the TV on, I go to the other room and I pick up a book. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I'd rather read than watch TV for sure. And one thing I wanted to say is maybe a little tip for your husband or for anybody listening is Remember to be in gratitude because what you focus on expands. And so when you focus on grouchy, grouchy, you're just going to be more grouchy and people are not going to appreciate you. But if your husband, for example, would agree to just take a few minutes when he's still laying in bed before he gets up, just lay there and be grateful for everything that happened yesterday. And he could even do that before he goes to bed at night. But I do it at night and in the morning and, I don't know, a hundred times a day. I live in gratitude. And sometimes it brings tears to my eyes because there's so much beauty around us. There's so much to be grateful for. It's just incredible. I remember working as a coach. I remember working with a woman who had lost her husband six months prior. And he was extremely wealthy, left her so much money that she's never going to be able to spend it all in the rest of her lifetime, right? And yet she was very depressed. So I understand that you can be depressed if somebody you love left the planet. So, of course, you're sad. But at some point, you're going to have to get out of your funk. And so she asked for help. 
And I said, okay, the best way to get out of your funk is to write a gratitude journal. So buy yourself a beautiful journal, a beautiful pen. And every day I want you to write at least five things that you can be grateful for. And she just couldn't. She kept saying, I have nothing to be grateful for. Really? But what about all the money that he left you and you don't have to work and you can eat every day and you can pay for the AC and and you can put gas in your car, right? Yes, right. But there's no reason to be grateful for that. Okay. Well, I mean, she just went on and on and on. And I finally, I said, you know, I can't work with you because, you know, as they say, you can take a horse to the water, but you cannot make him drink. So gratitude is very powerful. I know that It's a good way to shift your energy when things aren't going right. And there's always something to be grateful for. I mean, you can be even start with, I'm grateful that I'm breathing. I'm grateful that my eyes are working or seeing well. And I know, Kim, you went through something with your eyes just recently. (laughs) Aren't you grateful that now you can see? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Listeners, if you are not subscribed to my email list, you don't get my Tuesday emails where I don't sell anything in my weekly emails. I just share a little tidbit and what's going on with around a year and the lessons I've learned. So we're recording this on a Wednesday. On Sunday, I rubbed my right eye with my contacts in and my contact flipped and folded on, on itself and got lost in my eyeball. I know, gross. But for the next day, it was stuck in my eye and created a huge headache. And eventually on Monday evening, like late Monday evening, my head was pounding, but I finally got that contact out. I took the other one out and all of a sudden I couldn't find my glasses. So I went through the next 24 hours, basically blind as a bat. I mean, during this argument with my husband, I couldn't even see his face. I'm like, you need to talk to me because I can't see you nodding or shaking your head. So I totally understand that. Like the, there's always something, and I'm not a violent person. But when I come across somebody like that, I just want to slap them. Like, hello, wake up. Yeah. Yes, you yeah, do have up. stuff that you can be grateful for. Absolutely. Look at that stuff in your cart. You know those chewy chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> be grateful for them, or the grass outside that you can smell, even if it gives you allergies. But there's just some people when they see grass, will say, well. I would prefer if it was snowing because then I could go skiing. But even when it's snowing, oh, it's too cold outside. It's like, give me a break already. Oh, my gosh. I do not sound like the host of positive productivity right now. But these are like the type of people that I just want to slap silly. Like, wake up because someday you're not going to be here to enjoy any of this. So find something to enjoy now. Yes. And you know, Kim, it's not that you don't sound like the positive productivity podcaster. What it is, is you're human. And as human beings, we live in a world of duality. There cannot be light without dark and not be white without black and all of that, right? I mean, even though I'm, I'm the joy coach, I am not totally happy and joyful 100% of the time. I've got ups and downs because everything is cycles and I would not appreciate my joy if I didn't have moments of sorrow or, you know, whatever. But the trick is I know how to tap back into my joy. So even when we have negative moments, the trick is to learn how to turn that, like you have to listen to your self-talk and turn it around and replace it with something that supports you. Absolutely. I love that. So I have a question for you and I don't want something like, I don't want a woo-woo answer, okay? (laughs) Okay, I'll do my best. (laughs) I want to know something 
that you are grateful right now. That's not big and all encompassing like life, right? Oh. Like, give me something silly that you are grateful for right now, because I have my own thing that I'll share with you after you give me yours. Yes. The thing I'm most grateful for is my cat, because I love kissing her on the nose when her little nose is cold. And I just love kissing her nose. And I go, nom, 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 nom. and she goes, oh. <laughs> but it gets me back into my joy. It gets me in the present moment. I'm so grateful to have my cat with me. And actually, she turned 18 in June. And so, you know, she's getting 18? up there. So. 18 years old, and I got her when she was barely two months old. So she's been my little companion for 18 years. And every day, I have so much gratitude for her being my companion. And when I go away, like I was just away for four days for a seminar. And let me tell you, I was in a hurry to get back home to her. First thing I did, dropped my suitcase, kissed her on the nose, and I said, I'm home, I'm home. And then I got into gratitude and tears because I just love being with her and kissing her. She's unconditional love, like all animals are. And to me, that's a perfect way. It's a really powerful way for me to get back into my joy anytime. And because she's 18, and I don't know how much time we have left together, every day that we have is a wonderful gift. And I'm grateful for every day with her. Does she get at all angry when you leave? I used to have a cat who would hold a grudge when I got back home after a trip. No, she doesn't get angry, but she gets depressed, especially like four days. Actually, I was away five days this time. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I know that when I'm away, she gets in a corner. She doesn't want to see anybody. She sleeps, but she gets kind of depressed. Yeah. And I have somebody come over and check on her every day and feed her, but she doesn't want to deal with that person. She's just sad because I'm not there. Yeah. And I'm there. She's like a little dog. She'll follow me everywhere from the kitchen to the office, back to the kitchen. <laughs> So, I mean, she's definitely, for me, an easy way to get into gratitude. My two cats, and I'm not counting my husband's cat because it really is his cat. And that cat couldn't care less about me. And then we have two kittens that aren't kittens anymore. So I'm not counting any of those three. But my two cats are fame and fortune. They do not get along. Fortune drools when he's getting pet. And then he shakes his head and the drool just goes flying all over. I did not know until I got him that cats could drool like dogs. <laughs> and it's absolutely, it's nasty. Like I'll, he'll climb up and he'll like lay right on me in bed and I'll be petting him. And all of a sudden he'll shake and it just goes flying everywhere. <laughs> and my husband will I be can like, just oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is so more than any of you needed to know. But today my grateful <laughs> thing is Nair, the hair removal cream. Because as a mom of five, it's hard to shave in the summer. This is not a promo. I'm not one of their affiliates. <laughs> but it is hot in Ohio. And I couldn't find the time. We all need to find the time for self-care. I couldn't find the time to shave. And then it occurred to me the other day, near <laughs> three minutes, legs shaved. I can wear shorts and be comfortable outside. You see, there are so many ways to be grateful, really. <laughs> yeah. But it's so nice. Like today will be the first day in way too that I'll be wearing shorts to pick up my kids from daycare because, like, I don't look like a barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> Just being real, okay, people? <laughs> yeah, and it's little things like that. We just need to find the little things to be grateful for. And the ramen soup that my child made me for lunch. That one costs 15 cents, maybe, but yum. <laughs>
I don't need a $35 all-star, you know, five-star lunch to make me happy. 15-cent package of ramen that probably has more sodium than I need for the next five years. Tastes delicious. Mm. Yes. And you mentioned you don't need something expensive to make you happy. And it's true, you know, they say money doesn't bring happiness, though, I mean, it's, it's kind of there almost with oxygen. <laughs> I mean, it's important. The more money you have, the more you can make a difference around you, right? But also, and again, you need the happiness and the joy. I know a gentleman who is a billionaire. He's got his private jet. He's got everything he can ever desire. And yet he's on antidepressants. He does not appreciate his life. Wow. Yep. Positive Productivity Podcast is accepting sponsors and will happily relieve him of any of that money. (laughs) (laughs) So we can share more happiness and joy with the world. Absolutely. (laughs) I guess I'm on uncensored mode today. Wow. (laughs) Wow. What are you most excited about for the next 90 days? Oh, well, my life. (laughs) Truly. And... I just went, like I said, this five-day seminar I went to was so inspiring. So I'm inspired to take a new direction or to add something to my business. And I am on fire right now to create a new program. And also something else is that I actually took a new direction. I've got a new business model now, and this is recent. And what I'm going to be doing is retreat live experiential transformational fun retreats globally. For one thing, I am a citizen of the world and I want to take people, like I said, out of their head and into their body and their senses and into their heart, but also into nature because I am very much in love with the planet and I want to take people on retreats globally where we're going to meet different ethnies, learn from their wisdom, live with them for a few days and then go on and do something a little bit more five-star. So it will encompass like the raw stuff, like putting your hands in the dirt. Uh, one of my retreats, we're going to go to Kenya and plant trees with rural Kenyans. So we're going to put our hands in the dirt and plant trees with them for two or three days. And then after that, we're going to go to a five-star resort for a photo safari. So those are the kind of things that I'm very excited about creating. And also all my retreats, part of the proceeds of my retreats um, is going to go to a a cause that is dear to my heart. And there are two causes that are dear to my heart. One is literacy for adults. And the other one is trees, anything around trees. I have such respect and reverence for trees. And so there you go. That's exciting. I mean, I could go on and on, but this new direction in my life, the new programs and retreats that I'm going to be creating, it really lights my fire. Oh, I love that. And I just had to ask, have you listened to episode 348 with Anne Gordon? She's the owner of Whale and Dolphin Wisdom yeah, Retreats. I no, I haven't listened to that episode, but I know her. And for sure, one of the retreats is going to be to go to Panama and swim with the dolphins with her. And I asked her, I saw her actually just uh, recently, a couple of weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. I said, okay, when I go to a retreat in Panama with you, is there any cause that I can participate in? 
And she said, she knows what I want to do with ethnies and all that. She said, oh, for sure. I can take you. You know, she says she's married to a jungle man, right? Yeah. And she says, I can take you to his tribe. You and your people, we can go to his tribe, spend a few days with them, learn from their wisdom and participate in whatever they're involved in at the moment. It might be building a new school. It might be a hospital, whatever. And I said, okay, I mean, so... We're going to do that, I don't know when, maybe 2020, I don't know, whenever, but for sure, that's on my list of retreats. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I opened up when she was on the episode and listeners, it's not too late. If you're interested in possibly partaking in a whale and dolphin wisdom retreat with positive productivity, aka me, in 2019, just head on over to the episode and let us know because, you know, it sounds amazing. It just does. Let's do it. Yeah. Olivia, this has been an absolute pleasure. Where can listeners connect with you online and get to know more about what you're doing? Okay, well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my website. It is joyandabundancebydesign.com. And when you go there, you can download a free ebook about, I think the title is Five Secrets to Creating More Happiness and Joy. So it's joy and abundance by design, of course, by your own design, right? So that's what I do. I help people create for themselves a life of joy, true happiness, of more peace and abundance, and of course, joie de vivre by their own design. Joie de vivre. I got it. (laughs) You did. You said it really well. (laughs) Joie de vivre. It's going to drive my kids crazy for the rest of the day because I'm just going to be sitting here saying joie de vivre. Actually, I'm going to have to teach that to my three-year-old twins and my four-year-old. See, I'm over here practicing right now. (laughs) Thank you for what you're doing. Your message is so needed in the world today. So thank you so much. And I'm going to have to have, no, I don't think I can send my husband to listen to this episode, but I'm definitely going to have to send him over to your site. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He might listen to it. Who knows? But yeah, do if you know, if you could encourage him to do the gratitude exercise before he gets up, that would probably change his life and yours. (laughs) Definitely. I agree. Well, thank you so much again for joining me on the podcast. Do you have a parting piece of advice that you can share with listeners? And I just had to say it one more time. Joie de vivre. Ah, got it again. Okay. You got it. Well, just as I said earlier, dear Kim and dear listeners, I urge you to always be in integrity with yourself. Always be true to yourself before anything else, because you matter, your life matters, your happiness matters, not only for your own well-being and those around you, but also to help raise the vibration on the planet. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level.